Hey everybody, it's Blake. And this is Drew. Well, welcome to the Lock, Stock, and Two Smoke Controllers podcast. everybody today we're going to take flight to explore some ancient ruins run from a murderer in an abandoned office building and try to solve the mystery of our dad's suicide at the old family manor that uh, i guess we'll let blake start with his game he's going to talk about today a game i actually haven't played yet and i i don't even know the name of off the top of my head it's called air memories of old uh, an air spelt uh, a-e-r okay quick little uh, background on it we spoke of a game recently where the developer was Daedalic Entertainment I think in last episode developer not published yeah and these guys yeah they were developer for that one and these were a publisher for Air they Air. published it okay the developer is a, a little Swedish company called Forgotten Key they closed down unfortunately already already oh, they closed down after seven years though they put out a few games oh, okay. so they closed down after seven years they just weren't pumping them out any other games they actually have two that before they shut down they released the unfinished demos of everything they had yeah. they just they put it out on all the available markets that they could one was called down the well mm-hmm. and the other one was called vind v-i-n-d or vind vind yeah. I don't know much about them, really. Hmm. I just know that they, whatever they had, they plumped together and they put out because they didn't want all that time to be wasted. Hmm. I think I get a whole lot, which it kind of saddens me because I really did enjoy this game. The whole point is you start by like crawling down into these mines. You're on your quest, like a pilgrimage. You're here to pray at this particular shrine. And once you get there, the uh, deity, goddess speaks to you and for the first time in like hundreds of years the actual lantern that she holds out in her statue lights up and she speaks to you and she tells you of a a darkness coming and she the statue hand breaks and you get a hold of the lantern and then the whole cave you're in starts crumbling the ruins and you have to hip hop skip your way out and once you're out the game really opens up it's like graphically for the people there's Literally no faces. It's just blank slates. But I think that was an artistic choice because they wanted to focus. There's a word for that. I can't think. Minimalist or something like that. Minimalist or... Minimalist art. Something like that. But the game itself is still gorgeous. It's very, very bright and pretty. And what you're doing is you're given a quest to explore the three other ruins and get these keys to unlock this central pillar cathedral chapel. But the whole point of the game, really... Like, that's, that's the story... The story, in my opinion, was was a little weak. Not weak, just not as fun. No voice dialogue or anything? No. It's all... Done through. It's all just uh, word boxes. But it's... Uh, the whole point... The cool thing, it gets revealed to you very, very early. Is your character... Uh, your main character, which is A-U-K. A-U-K? 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 A-U-
is you're a, uh, a shapeshifter. You can actually transform into a bird. And once that happens, then the game becomes real fun. And the game itself isn't very long. I managed to actually beat the game in about the... Well, I took a lot longer, I'm not going to lie. Like, you could beat the game in probably about three hours. I ended up doing it about four, maybe a little longer, because I was taking my time because I really liked exploring. But the most fun I had was just flying. The flying mechanics actually good. were just super, just, just smooth, because it had this cool thing that I did, and I played with it. For no reason, it didn't do anything, it was just fun to do. You double tap A to turn into the bird, and click the right stick to turn into the human. And I would fly up, because while you're flying, double tapping A, it boosts, you flap harder and you fly faster. It's explained through like ancient history that your deity, to save mankind, separated what she could from the growing darkness below. And so you're a bunch of scattered islands just floating way above the clouds and like the, I don't know, the stratosphere and you're way above the clouds you actually play in the clouds <laughs> that's how high above you are and so as i was flying i just for funsies because it was fun is i'd be flying and like oh one of these islands has a giant hole in the middle and i would fly turn into a human and fall through the hole just in time to fall turn to a bird and fly under the island and go to the next one it was a real fun and smooth system I had way more fun exploring the game than I did actually playing it because it does something that really upset me after spending all this time outside in the open sky and flying and doing all this stuff the game's like hey for the main story we need you to go inside these ruins where we're going to take away your flying ability of course I'm like well that's turn it a platformer it's puzzles but they're not really that difficult you kind of walk forward, and as you walk forward, your puzzle's like, push this thing here, and then hop up here, go to this next room, push... The puzzles are really simple. I did use a TA guide, so maybe they're harder, but they didn't seem that difficult. Did they seem like they were uh, the point of the gameplay, or just fluff? The fluff. Definitely fluff. The flying was 110% the point of the game, but they're like, well, you can't fly inside caves, and that's how all of our story is delivered through caves. Well, maybe if they flew inside caves, the developer would still be around. Maybe. Though, the, like I said, the graphics were lacking. Another reason I like flying so much well, is... Lagging, minimalist is a style. Yeah. Think it was lacking, or was it, it was, on purpose? It was, it was definitely on purpose. It was an artistic choice. I don't mean to say lacking. They were. I think it was a good choice, I guess. I did very much enjoy the flying music. It was just real upbeat and happy and fun. I hope you can find it. I'll help it's you. It's hard to find music on the small games. So unlike with um, where the bees grow, this company's out of business. I can't contact them to get help. Exploring, I, I don't really want to ruin some of the surprises for people, but there are like these totem spirits. Because there's a darkness that it, the story really only lets you talk to one. As part of the story, all the other ones are optional. They're all related to the achievements and stuff. Which, speaking of achievements, I did 1K this game. Thanks to TA, they're awesome. The one totem spirit you have to help is actually being attacked by the growing darkness. And you have to save him. And then he's like, I think he gives you the key to... Is there combat in this game? Not really. Like, there's enemies and they kill you. If they get too close. And so part of it is just getting around them. And once you get around them, you activate the beacon, the light, boom, and it kind of sends them. Flying enemies? 
You're flying. The air enemies are chasing you in the yeah. air. Never. Only inside the ruins. Only inside the ruins. And so you have to rescue the, the spirit animal. There's not a lot going on for the story. You literally visit three temples and in the final area. Though the three temples were kind of cool because um, you got to meet these aspects of the creator. But in order for you to open up they're dying. They're being attacked by the growing darkness, and the only way that the that you can they can help you is once you get to these temples. The whole point of these temples is to unlock the portal to speak to the aspect or the fragment of the great deity, the great creator. They look really cool. Can't really explain. Some of them are like one's like a giant bunch of rocks that form together and make expressions, and they they, they looked amazing. They looked really cool. Just artistically, they looked really cool. One was like, how do I explain it? Like a, a long diamond with tassels or banners hanging off of it. Yeah, it's not that something you just gotta see. Yeah, and he ended up being Dream. He was the guardian, keeper, and blesser of all dreams. But it was really kind of sad because in order for the for you to battle the darkness. They had to give you the key to unlock that giant spire in the middle, but doing that was what kept them alive, giving you that aspect of themselves. And it was meeting these things and just being in awe of like these really cool—I can't—I don't know—just aspects of creation, I guess, is what they were. And to see them sacrifice themselves and then watch how they just became lifeless and like all the stones just turned to dust and faded away. And you're just like, there's just nothing there anymore. And you're like, oh, the world has no more dreams until I solve this. At all? Your character, what's her name? Uh, Aruk. She's trying to prepare this, stop yeah, she, the darkness. She's trying to combat the darkness, and I think upon in doing so, things will be better. But until she does, like, he was the coolest one, the aspects of I think he was like the master of dreams. He was why the world dreamed. Yeah. When he faded away, no more dreams for anybody. Albeit, you don't meet a whole lot of people, because I guess the whole minimalist thing. It's just like you meet like a small family that you get to visit after every temple. They give you a hint of where you're supposed to go next. That's the family, and there's like a little... Um, he reads like the ancient glyphs, our archaeologist or something. And he was real nice fella. I don't, I'm trying to be real vague, because it's a really short game. I really enjoyed the flying. I enjoyed the story, I just... Hated the fact that after all this amazing flights to be locked in something that I can't fly. I couldn't even, like, you could double jump, sure, but that's not flying. I highly recommend, I'm not really blowing a whole lot of stardust, but I really enjoy this game, and I think uh, more people need to play it. It's just fun. Like, even if you don't want to do the flying. Yeah. The flying. They even, I think they even know, because, like, when you look at the achievements, there's only, like, I think there's like 20 or less. And like 13 of those achievements were attached to exploring the world, while seven were the story. So that's what they wanted you to explore. That was the main thing, but they had to fit a story in there, which wasn't awful, mind you. I just wish they would have done more of the flying. They made the flying more than just getting from A to B. Yeah, I mean, I. Granted, if they did too much of the flying, imagine having a stupid, like, Aerial checkpoint races and other nonsense you don't need that video games tend to do when you well, fly in them. That's checkpoint races. One. 
one in the entire game. You actually have to do it. It's not even really a check, but you just have to find the rings and hit all three of them. Once you have all three of them, you have like the energy, and then you use the energy to open up the door to one of the temples. Okay, how hard is that? <laughs> not hard. Oh, uh, you just gotta learn to bank, and you bank using the the bumper. So like you fly and then bank through it. I had fun because you could have like went the long way around and like lined yourself up for a perfect thing and flew through it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the air controls. I think they were really fun. I don't want to ruin the story for yeah. anybody because, like I said, super short. I think I'm kind of gonna be done. That's fine. It's not a yeah. Well, you gotta ruin the whole game to get people to play it. No. Um, what are you talking about today? I'm gonna be talking about the Long Reach. It's a, I guess, a horror game with pixel graphics, developed by Painted Black Games. It's what are the games that they do? Do you know? Painted Black Games. It sounds familiar. Oops. Did not look into that. Because I wasn't too terribly impressed by this game. Usually when I like a game a whole bunch, I'll try to figure out what the company's been doing. Fair. This game, I don't even get the main character's name. Oh, man, the story's all over the place. You're running around this building, this office building, solving these random puzzles like turn the power back on or trying to find other people. And while you're doing that... There's a, a killer guy that randomly appears every couple of rooms or floors and chases you and all you can do is run and hide somewhere. I found that to be fairly annoying. But the biggest problem I kind of had besides that was the story. I don't really have any idea what was going on. You meet people and you talk to people and they give speeches. I don't think this was voiced either. I think you're just choosing dialogue for your character and people are responding. Or was this voiced? See, I don't think very highly of this game. Is that Shelly, Calvin, Stu? I don't even know if any of those, any of those people were even one of the main characters I was playing as. Oh. Trying to piece together the story was the hardest part because it's hard to tell what was real and what wasn't or if your character was hallucinating or if crazy things were actually happening because there wasn't really monsters or anything. It was just people going crazy. Were you in like an insane asylum or no, it was you said a, office? Building? Like a, like a, like a multi-floor offices and stuff like that. You're just running through offices. The game is 2D pixels. You're just kind of running left to right. Oh, like side scroller. Side scrolling and going in and out of doors, mostly doors and elevators and like you don't really do a whole lot. Like flipping, you can't fight back when they got there's a dude chasing you. You can't fight back. You just run and hide. He's mostly in your way. I think he's randomly generated. It made me think of when we quit playing Alien Isolation. Oh, because the, the monster would linger way too long. Not even that, you trying to go somewhere and do something, and then the alien would just show up, like, right in your way, and just to be annoying for a minute, and disappear, and you think you're okay. Same with this, you'd be trying to walk somewhere in this building, and then... Would it, would it the, burst the, out, like, the, the ceiling, or a wall? No, or? you just come running down the hallway. Oh, that's... You'd be walking down the hallway, come running down the hallway, swinging a crowbar or something at you. Were the puzzles, like, creative at all? Were they... Fetch and go fetch this item take it here the bigger one you do is turn the power goes out and the you got to get all this stuff together to turn the generator back on to turn the power back on mm-hmm. so that's the biggest thing you do with a game like this you would think like they'd have to do some cool puzzles because like maybe like um what do you call it like, the water through pipe puzzles or like connecting not even i'd even I think it's been so long since i'm not really that long it's been a while since i played this i can't even remember any of the story and i was reading some stuff about it earlier and a lot of people were talking bad about the story being disjointed and stuff like that. Golly, I don't know. This game, I just wasn't super into it. I did note one scene. I don't even remember how I got to this scene, what the scene was really about. The scene was a guy we're trying to get information out of. And for all I know, this was a hallucination as well. 
the scene is, I guess a torture scene, but not really torturing. Well, I guess you are torturing the guy, but you're asking this guy questions, and you're just making dialogue choices, asking him different questions, and if he doesn't, when he doesn't answer you or doesn't say what you want to say, you inject him with this stuff. It's just like inject him on the bottom of your choices, and it resets the whole dialogue sequence uh, where the guy like totally forgot everything you just talked about. It was weird. That's strange. Yeah, it's just like an easy, like a quick reset, like inject him, and he just like, ah, you'll, you'll never get anything out of me. And you just start the puzzle. This is probably the most interesting part of the entire game. Was the, was it was a word puzzle trying to say the right things in the right order to get him to actually tell you what you needed him to say. Something like that kind of reminds me of like. Like, Remember Me, or the first, what's that game? Before the Storm, the, uh... Life is Strange? Life is Strange, because you would rewind time, and then Remember Me, you would jack into people's memories and be like, oh, do you know Shelly who wore the green dress to the party last night? Oh, yeah. Like, it seems yeah. to something like that almost, but... Yeah, both of those games are way better. <laughs> way better than this one. Probably wondering why I played this game all the way through if I didn't like it. But that would be because the game was actually insanely short. I did do a uh, a TA guide. How short? Short. I don't know hours, but I did beat it. I did it in two sittings. One I, could be one probably, but I was I think I was getting late and I was getting really really bored. That's fair. I think you can do it probably in one solid sitting, maybe an hour or two, because literally all you're doing is running up and down hallways, in and out of doors. Like that's literally all you're doing, meeting people who you're not sure if they're real or not, and talking to them and. It sounds like it could be interesting. It just maybe we can come back to it when you play it. I don't know. I read everything. I talked to everybody you're supposed to talk to. A lot of the, even in the TA guide, you have to talk to all these people to progress forward. But it was like some weird science experiment gone wrong or something like that. And some weirdness was happening. And then... Was it like a... Were you like genetically experimented on or was it drugs? I think you were some guy that worked in the building. <laughs> I think you like the lowly janitor. That's probably why it wasn't. Yeah, I don't even know. some super scientist. No, there was some scientist lady who was pretty mean to you throughout trying to get you to do things for her. I don't, know, I don't know what her whole deal was either. I don't know. It's good to have a TA guy for this game because if you don't have a, I don't know if it was a map or anything, you're literally running up and down hallways that look exactly the same and you only know and you go up three or four floors and maybe down to the basement and there's no indicator where you are aside from, I guess, walking next to a, a wall that says what floor you're on. I was going to ask, yeah. Or I think maybe some of the offices had little names or something outside of them, I feel like. Or maybe you're just running around without a guide. Maybe you're just running around willy-nilly like I'm following the guide and it's like go out this door go down three doors and go in that door pick up this item go back out that door run down three doors in the other direction it was like do you think you missed some story that makes some it's possible I wasn't reading anything I'm real bad I think a lot of people might be real bad about not reading stuff you pick up in video games because a lot of the time there's so much going on in the game normally it's it's a habit I feel like games way back in the day habits like or games like I'm believing that Elder Scrolls would break. Mm-hmm. You'd think you're gonna like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna experience this game in full, and you realize that those games have like full-fledged novels in them and stuff like that. And you're they like, do write. Yeah, I'm not. Lot. I'm not reading this. It's the same thing I'm doing in Witcher, where I'm not I'm not read a damn thing of what they've written on paper in that game. I just so much story otherwise. But I didn't read anything in this either. There's no tell. There's e- I think there's emails on computers. Like there's it's getting pretty common in games these days. Emails on computers. I think there's. Phones. I think you call the lady, the lady scientist on the phone. Okay, voicemails or audio logs as well. Mo- voicemails. It. Um. I think you're just talking. Her, you're just talking to the, the just to the to the dialogue thing. That's bad. I can't remember if this game was voiced or not. I feel like it had to have been, but I don't know. <laughs> you don't really seem to like this game that much. I didn't, but I mean, you. I, mean, I play a game all the way through. 
got to say a couple of things about it, I feel like. You can't remember what the experience was. it like a social experiment, psychological experiment? Nothing sparking a bell. I'm hoping some questions will lead. You just didn't care for Was it like X-File-y at all? or No. Huh. Like you're running through an office, like running through corridors. Hmm. Got to run to the left, run to the right, go in the store, flip his switch. Don't let the guy at the crowbar bash your head in. Like it was. Is that what you find out? It didn't take guy? much to get away from him. It's like going to a door. I think sometimes he would follow you into a door. If you went into like a room and walked to the far side of the room, he just gave up. Really? Yeah. Did you ever get to like an epic battle with that guy? No, like, it's all running. I mean, you ever just run. You just walk around. That's like, it's could... like the most. So we play a lot of walking simulators and point and click things, but it's like the most boring sort of 2D walking simulator I've ever played. I was like, I don't want to play it in front of. Oh, well, maybe you can play it and tell me what the game was about. Maybe, I might. I, I mean, if it's a true, how like is it like you said, you probably, you probably do it. You, I, I guarantee you, would sit down the first time and it's somewhere an hour, hour and a half into it. Maybe you start, you'd start falling asleep, and then you would need to, you'd cut it off, and or you'd, you'd wake up to a your that you got murdered screen. I'm sure I would. I fall asleep with the controller in my hands all the time because I'm awesome like that. So definitely not, not going to do a good job selling this game. I'm also so wore out on pixel art. I mean, people, developers seem to think it's the coolest thing ever. They keep trying because you can make a pixel art game. Like, uh, we get it. Like, pixel art's a thing. I mean, can we, can we move on to something else? Try something new. Invent something new. Please do something new. Like, pixel art's so wore out that it's not appealing anymore like every game or every other game is pixel you're either a triple a game with great graphics or you're pixel art there's like there's, a, there's weirdly no in between it doesn't seem like or you're a side scrolling platformer or side scrolling platformer but though we hear those are cheap to make so that's why there's so many side scrolling platformers yeah I avoid most of those whenever we can i don't know i don't know there's much more to say about that the torture scene where you're getting to the guy's dialogue and constantly injecting him i don't know why that guy doesn't die and then I say, like, I don't know if that guy was even real. I don't know if anything that happens was even real. By the end of it, you don't even know if you're real? I don't even, yeah, I don't even know. Are what, you real? Who knows? I might not be. <laughs> That's, that was probably what, literally, when I took notes, it's the only thing I wrote down was the torture scene. Like, it's the only, the only thing in the entire game, the only thing, the whole game I played, the only thing I wrote down was write out the torture scene. Because it was kind of weird and interesting. I'll give it a go. I might play it this weekend or something. Yeah, I'll just tear it through it real quick. It'd be good for you to tear it, like, get through it a little bit, maybe, and... Not dedicate another part of the podcast to it, but to like give it like five minutes to be like, "Hey, Drew's an idiot. Lots of stuff happened in this game. You just didn't pay attention. This to is like the, the be- this is like the best written game I've ever played in my life. Well, Dynamic characters, <laughs> twists and turns at every corner. Just be like, man, I can't believe he was his father the whole time. <laughs> it was insane. There's <laughs> <laughs> something weird. Weird no, stuff. Like no that. telling. Uh, maybe, maybe 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 I was falling asleep when I was walking around. Who knows? Just be like, maybe somebody else out there who's played it could tell me something about it. I feel bad. I do do a lot of short. This happens to me with short games sometimes, and then I'll get to these spurts. Not like right now. I'm, I'm pretty sure I got I got one coming because I've been playing nothing but The Witcher recently. But I'll get to these spurts where I'll, I'll literally I'll play like three, four, five, six, two or three hour games almost back to back to back to back. And if I not if I'm not taking notes, it'll start running together. I'll start. I don't ever really mix games up. What happens in each game? But I'll start. I was just, my brain just only takes so much and it starts tossing out the stuff I didn't care about. Well, yeah, it was a short game like that. If the whole game, you're like, ah, it's not worth remembering. Yeah. Well, you want to get on to the... Oh, we can get on to our main attraction if you want. Yeah. Also, a game that I have very little memory of. I played that with the... We, that's uh, one of our more recent Gamefly games that we both played and completed, so it's worth talking about, I guess, at least a little bit. This game is called Black Mirror. 
and is no relation to the TV show whatsoever. None at all. It's published by THQ Nordic. They've been buying up a lot of rights to a lot of things lately. Good for them. They bought up the rights to this because Black Mirror is an old PC game. PC trilogy, I guess. The first game was made by somebody else and parts 2 and 3 were made by another company. And this was supposed to be a reboot to the whole series mm-hmm. that actually takes place prior to the original one. Well, like a, a good, like, uh, like 100 years or something like that. Based on the same setting? No, because it takes place, just because it takes place earlier. It no. takes place in old Scotland. What Scotland? I don't yeah. know how old, though. No idea. I will say the developer for the game, King Art Games, actually developed another game that we played and actually stopped playing because it was boring. Huh. It was another point and click. Huh. The Unwritten Book of Law 2. Yeah. That was a game for our game too in that game. I don't know if I remember a thing about it because I don't remember I remember it being like so incredibly slow paced it was nearly unplayable. It was, yeah. When, when, I, when I heard talk about that though. Well, it's worth noting that they've made, developed another yeah. slightly but more I think boring it, game. It was just too long for its own good. So long. Black Mirror is a, um, I guess the best way to describe it is like it's a gothic point-and-click adventure. Would you? Is it really point-and-click? You kind of walk around. You walk. You actually walk around in this one. I guess you do. You do walk around. Yeah. It has a very dark uh, aesthetic, but it's not really a horror game. I wouldn't say nothing's ever. It, it has the atmosphere of a horror game, but never. It's never scary. I, I mean, like. you're dealing with ghosts. Yeah, but it doesn't mean it's doesn't, stuff. Doesn't doesn't make it scary. That's fair. I mean. I, I don't know if they were going for a scary game or not. Nothing ever really happens. I don't remember ever being uncomfortable or anything while playing it. I think more tense a little bit because there are some moments like when you see like some of those weird like those flashbacks where you have to interact with the memories yeah. and you see that dude like pimp smacking his wife and jerking off her necklace and throwing it off. Oh, that's just funny. Uh, the most uncomfortable I was during the game is you meet a gardener and when you first meet him he's eating sardines right out of the can and it's wet sounding very wet sounding and gross and that's probably the most uncomfortable i was during the entire game i will say it had a um had a very strong opening i did like how the game started yeah do you remember how it started yeah dude running yeah you're playing as the main character's father yeah and you're just running because something is chasing you you don't know what you just see from like its point of view it's kind of like rushing towards you old school Sam Raimi Evil Dead style like it's just rushing across the ground camera and you're playing as John Gordon and he's just running and he finally makes it to the top of this hill to a what it's not Stonehenge but it's Stonehenge-esque it's, it's got a, a stone formation yeah stone and it's a big it has like stone platform in the middle and he like bites his thumb he's bleeding from something previously from when he ran he cut himself and he smears an ancient runic symbol and then literally takes his lantern he has and throws it on himself and catches himself on fire. Burst into flames. Because he, whatever's trying to kill him is tr- or trying to get to him is trying to keep him from casting this uh, occult spell. I'm not quite sure. You figure out later, of course, but I'm being vague. I used a TA guide. We both yeah. did. Yeah. It's a very, very, very quick game. It took me, and I'm assuming it took Drew similar. I beat it in a. Well, under a little under four hours, three hours and forty minutes. Yeah. Did you check your Xbox tracks a lot of your game time for a lot of games? Did you have to look there, or did you just? That's just what my timer said on the game. I want to say file. That's right. Because right. it actually saved. I enjoyed 
the graphics. They did, they could have went for like a cartoony style, but they actually went for a good. Everything was voice acted, I do yeah, believe. Yeah. Well, the environments had the better graphics. I wish they had put more into making the people look more more realistic. I guess the people looked like they were not caricature. Not caricature. They were pretty solid. I they thought. kind of they looked and kind of moved like a Telltale game. Yeah, you could say, uh, like, but not like a comic book style, but like realistic-looking environments. They were, car- I'll say, cartoony because the game was rigid. So dark. Not rigid. I'm, I'm in the style of art. It reminded me. I was getting big Telltale vibes by the way it kind of looked and the way they way it they moved. May been inspired, considering this is a fairly it's new. It's possible. I wish they had, you know, turned the character art more towards the environments you were in. Yeah, there was no tutorial. Like you do that, you just walk around. I mean. I mean they even barely did that. Like there was no like because some things would give you the choice to skip or like a starting level that you just kind of like go and it's like go for it. Hope you can get this done, bro. The one of the things I did not like were the ridiculously long load times. Right? Oh, yeah, I did make a comment when I I forgot about that. Wow, that I start, when I started playing this game right from the beginning. I said something to Blake. He'd already played a bit and didn't say anything to me. This is. To a certain extent, loading screen the video game. It literally goes from a loading screen. We'll play a two-second scene straight into another loading screen, and it'll like you'll you'll take two steps into a room into another loading screen. We're not even exaggerating. Extremely long loading times. I don't know what it's loading for lo- to load that long to have you walk into a room to load again. Like you're, I feel like they didn't have the right engine or something. There's, or there's engine issues or there's budget issues because anybody because then the majority of the game is in this house. I feel like anybody else developed this game, you would load the whole house at once, and you just walk around freely. But every room you walk into, it has to go into an excessively long load time. Every room, and you're some some of the puzzles literally involved you like, oh, I need to come out of the living room, walk to the dining room to pick up a letter opener, walk back to the kitchen to use a letter opener to do this, to unlock a key, to walk back to the dining room. To unlock the safe, or to unlock the uh, like a, a dresser or a key, or not a dresser, but like a um, like a cabinet. Imagine doing all that, literally a loading screen at every single room change. We're talking what, 15, 20, sometimes thirty second loading screens. They were yeah. Like it was it was excessive. I can't I forgot about this. It's the worst loading screens. It's the worst loading screens I've seen since. If anybody played, this is a long time ago, if anybody played Bloodborne when Bloodborne first came out. Remember, yeah, remember Bloodborne, yeah, Bloodborne was, pre-patch? Those were like 45 second loads. Yeah, like, you would die Bloodborne, which you die a lot in Bloodborne, and then you would load for a really long time. It was not okay. It's one of the first things they were immediately patched out of that game. I don't, I don't know how you patch out load times, but they pulled it off somehow. But I haven't seen loading times that this bad as this game since then. And this, I mean, I don't know. You'd think that they some in testing somewhere they'd be like this is not okay like the game the pacing of the game can't because it's a, mostly a slow paced game if it's a slow paced game you couldn't have the have what what's the word uh, a break in the combat or a break in the not, flow not the combat just the, the flow couldn't even, the game is slow so the game kind of to keep its pace even if it's a slow pace the breaking all the time every literally every other minute like you're break you're breaking for a load screen like it was it was it was crazy the only thing they didn't do is I don't think that there was anything on the load screens it would just fade to black and would because some load screens would be like ooh read these helpful hints but this was just fade to black there's, there's a load, something, something there's a loading or something like that nobody just gives you a blank screen yeah but I don't care what they put on that loading screen there's just no sense in having loading screens that bad yeah 
I mean, I know it's completely completely different companies, and I keep bringing it up all the time. But Witcher loads an entire world one big time when you turn it on, and then it loads a little bit every time you fast travel from one spot to another. It loads a little bit, and the size of Black Mirror's whole mansion and the whole entire game would be a tiny, tiny, tiny speck inside the Witcher world. I know Witcher had AAA values and stuff like that, but oh, yeah. even a small company, I feel like could work some. And they had THQ Nordic throwing some money at them. I feel like they could have got the but, but there, I think load times down. They're trying to, because they, they might be spread a little thin, because they bought up a whole bunch of stuff, and they're hoping... Uh, I don't know. I just... I don't know, you're, you got one location, like it's the, the, the mansion. The, the mansion is the whole point, and you should be yeah, you, you should be walking willy nilly through it. You know, it should just. I can understand if because you do go outside to a few other places. I mean, like even, to, even do real quick do like let's go Resident Evil what two and uh, like Luigi's Mansion or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Just dude, give me like a three three second throw a door in there. Yeah, you know anything? I don't know. That's a little bit of a tangent, but it's worth mentioning to warn anybody who plays. You experience almost as much load times as you do actually playing the game. It's, I don't know, I'd be surprised. It'd probably be a while. It could be a while for you to see another game with load times as bad. I can't think of another one recently in load times as bad as this one. I can't Or as often. I wouldn't mind a, like, a, say you turn the game on and it has to load, it loads the entire mansion if that takes, like, a minute. Yeah. And it's just telling you, like, loading the game up and then you're in the game and maybe a two seconds right for a cutscene or something like that. I feel like that's acceptable, but like thirty seconds every door you walk through. Yeah, it's every it's raining. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> we Sorry a, about that. Long man. tangent. Did that really grind your gears? Yeah. <laughs> we do have a pretty decent sized roster of characters, of whom they're all voiced, mm-hmm. and with old gothic style Scotland. You play the entire game, not well, most of it, not counting that opening snippet. Wait, this is David. But you play as David Gordon coming to the Black Mirror house. Oh, it's called. Well, they use the actual, I guess, Scottish or Gaelic pronunciation, and I'm not gonna. They say it in the game, but I, but I I'm not gonna. To Black Mirror or something like that. Yeah, Black Mirror house, Black Mirror keep, because it has nothing to do with the lake, the lock. It's so black, and it looks like a giant mirror. That's kind of how the house got the name. That's the story you get. I'm, I'm going to try to pronounce it. Because they have extra letters in there that were silent. and uh, You have written somewhere you should try to say it. I know. I should have. Because everyone talked fairly normal. Like you have David, and then you had like the lady of the house, Lady Marjorie. Margaret? Margaret. Lady, yeah, Lady Margaret. Then you have Cousin Eddie. Which one was that, the little kid? Well, he wasn't even a little kid. He's like, He's got the like the newspaper boy hat, but he's like in his 20s. Yeah. He's the one who's flirting with the maid. Uh, flirting oh, with that one. Flirting with the help. The maid is... And then you have... Who else was there? Elisa was the maid, right? I think it's Elsa. I think it's pronounced Elsa. Elsa Cranon. And then who was there? You have the, the family lawyer who's actually helping the transition after... Because your father and you are the rightful lords of this particular manor. Though you don't live there, you your main characters actually was off in at the time the British Raj Raja. He was over in like British conquered uh, India, and that's where he was going to school and stuff. And he's coming from there to here to because he heard his dad was dead. Yes, to to rule to become the uh, uh, house ruler, leader of the house. Sure, he ain't there just to like sell the house. No, I well, he's there to solve the mystery of why his dad's dead. Hmm. And that it's you know he his it's his ancestral home, 
of which he's never set a foot in. It's one of those type of types of stories. I guess a period piece story of he's like a forgotten somebody. He's the main. He's part of the main line. Like cousin Eddie is an offshoot. Cousin. Cousin Eddie. Yeah, he's not. Has no real claim. He can if everybody you, else is dead. Pretty much. Yeah, but he's he thinks it's his house because he got to grow up there with Lady Margaret, his grandma raising him there so he thinks it's his house and he rocks around calling you like new boy he's like what are you doing in my castle you would be like mm, actually Eddie it's my castle calm yourself and you, and you do you forget uh, what's, his, what's his name old Roy Rory? old Rory yeah I wanted Rory? to talk it's, about him the gardener I talk about you meet in the the dead of night in the kitchen just slopping away at some sardines that I can he's blind he's a blind gardener well I don't think he uh, he's dang he's his eyes, there, his, eyes, his eyes are white. Yeah. He, he can see badly. Shapes of flowers. Yeah. I'm not even sure if he sees that. I think he just, they've been there so long, he assumes that they're still there. I don't know. Because like I said, everyone earlier, everyone spoke pretty proper English. Yeah. So he had a strange dialect about him. Yeah, he was weird. Like when he would say the word no, he'd be like, Kieran? Yeah. Yeah, Kieran? Yeah, uh, he would, I'm not sure what Kieran means, but that was literally replaced. The subtitles would say would say no. Yeah, like K N O W. Yeah, but he would say Kieran every time every time he said that word. And at first, I thought I misheard it. And then ironically, he says the word no a lot. He yeah. keeps on saying that weird that weird Kieran. Kieran, you know, yeah. you Kieran, you know. He's like, what the hell? What's he talking about? Called children. He has unfortunately rather decent backstory. And he talks about children, and but he didn't call. He called them. Oh, what did he call them? Not children. No, not, not children. Bairn. B a i r n. Bairns. He's like you and the Bairns. I guess that Bairn. It might be what old Scottish dialect was for children, or maybe it's some other term. But he when he was referring to children, he called them Bairns. Weird. Yeah. I didn't catch that one. Probably like one or once or twice. Yeah. He felt the most real. But I think if everyone talked like that, people are like, what are they talking about? Or <laughs> <laughs> they use all the, di- all the weird dialect. And- I, I, I enjoyed talking to him. He was he was good. And your main character, also David, I think he suffers from, I think, seizures or something. There's little QTE events. And some of the QTE events, you do one, because the whole game takes place over the course of, I think, three or four days in-game. Just one night? Mm-mm. I remember going to bed in that game. It's three or four nights. Because you have to, one of the achievements requires you to calm yourself each day without freaking out. And you have to like do the whole little follow the reticle with your right stick. Yeah, your left stick. Your left stick. And you're just keeping a little dot inside of a circle and he calms himself. Yeah, because I think he has like seizures or something. They don't really talk. Back in that time, they may not have no actually known what it was. Yeah, the dude's just crazy. Yeah, but he would have freakouts, and he would have you, like, your whole controller would vibrate, and he would breathe in real hard, and the screen would start to fade to red and until you got the reticle correct. And then you'd take a big breath, and it would calm down the screen. It was artistically done, kind of cool. Let's see. I don't want to, like, spoil some of the mystery, because it, was, it wasn't terrible. I'd, There's a lot of mystery. Like, you're taking, walking around the house, figuring out stuff, who everybody is, what happens to different people. Yeah. You just say not everybody survives. Not the entire cast of characters we mentioned survives the whole game. No. <laughs> no. I did like it. It did... There were these moments, these weird flash... The, the, the ghosty thing? Yeah, like you would see a memory or a moment, and it would like be blue, and you'd have to interact with like the, like the three points of interest. Yeah. But if you weren't careful, I guess because his sickness or whatever... 
I didn't like that part. Those parts, because, well, I like the parts. I didn't like the re, like cause if you did if you got too close to the. It's usually like I said, memories of people playing out. I feel like you're seeing ghosts of some sort reenacting things. If you got too close to the ghosts themselves and not the actual in, thing you're supposed to interact with, you're interacting with like an item. Like there's one part where this guy throws something through, through the through air. The ne- I think they think they're talking about through the necklace. Yeah, through the necklace or something like that. And you're interacting with the necklace in the air and stuff like that. But if you get too close to the guy, the ghost kills you. I, I just I thought it was silly. Like the they don't ever explain like why they attack you or. Even explain why this isn't just a memory. Like, why is this thing? And it was it hurting you? Felt like it was just an excuse to give give you a de- not just not just give you a death scream, but to give you a not incentive. I don't know what the word is to give you to make it more tense. Maybe when you're trying to figure out, trying to solve these little sections. Yeah, you, look, you, do, you, do, you only do it three or four three or four times. You do, throughout. I mean, you do it a few times. Yeah. There are key moments for each day, and I would have felt I, I would I think that took away from the game. Yeah, there's no sense if if you're not gonna. The games that like this don't have combat and stuff like that. I just don't see any point in them having death in them. Like if I walk off a cliff, sure. Yeah, but most games like this wouldn't would even cliff would be like an invisible wall. Like, there's just or there'd be a magical fi- they, 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 just a fence. Throw, throw a little wooden fence there. You can't walk past. But, yeah, uh, like, just found it. it just seems silly to have and then ran. The first time you die from something like that, you haven't had any danger in the entire game. Like I don't think even the opening sequence when you're running from that person to the thing, you can't. Mm-mm. I don't think you can die there. The music of the part, you can't really die. It's just these weird little three or four scenes where you interact with these ghosty things. If you just ghosts take one step too far, you just rah, and well, you, you can, can tell die. when it's happening. Like the heartbeat. Well, well the heartbeats and the screen kind of blackens and stuff like that. But it just seems unnecessary when you're trying to figure out where to stand to solve these stupid puzzles. Would have been nice okay. if to have a tutorial. About that book because they don't explain that. Don't explain it. No, you just kind of figure That's it out. Not, like, we had well, we had the TA the TA guy telling us what to do. If I yeah. have a TA guy, I'd, I'd be like, I probably would have quit. Even. Well, what am I supposed to do here? Like this is yeah. stupid. Like why, why am I dying over and over again? What's killing me? Yeah, <laughs> I did. Uh, what was that one weird? Puzzle? But, but, but those scenes not only had interactive points; those are actually talking scenes too. There's it's delivering story. You're seeing flashes of stuff that happened in the past that you need to know. I don't think your dad was in any of the scenes. Was he? Oh, oh, that's right. They that's did that, little, that cool little twist, twit trick. Yeah. Okay, I won't spoil that, but uh, yeah. But you are you are seeing old flashes of old events in the house. Mm-hmm. There might be there might be more than three. I'm thinking there's a few. There's more than three or the four. Yeah, there's there's I mean, a few big ones. There's the, the greenhouse, the basement, the one at the old at the the, the Stonehenge thingy. There's another one downstairs when you're going you're in the cave and you're going towards the Stonehenge. That's four that I can think of. And there's that other one when you're in the, the mausoleum. Got, was that church member in the... Oh, oh that's five. Well, there, there's got to be... All the ones we mentioned, none of these are in the house. There's, there's got to be one or two inside the house. I feel like... There may have been one in a hallway or something somewhere. Is there one running towards the stairs? Or there's, a one, or there's a ghost running towards the stairs? Well, you're following... Or is that a TV show? No, no, you're following that ghost. Because look at the painting. The painting, and then like, it triggers like a thing. Sort of, but that's like a, a, a. It's just. I think that's an actual. You don't interact with. That's that, just a vision. That's just a visual. Maybe vision. the introduction, because okay. then you follow that little ghost boy to the attic to f- to find that mystery. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I did. That was so nice. That's and pretty interesting. I did like a lot of the because the game lead. I don't think it leaves too many loose ends. Really, I think it wraps it all up, doesn't it? I think it, it, I don't think it leads to another. I don't think it leads to another one. No, well, I think it's supposed to. So I think like it leads to not all your questions are super answered, but like 
most of the people's story stories conclusion mm-hmm. are are good. I'm like, oh, I'm like that person deserved that. That person deserved that. I'm like, I didn't like you. Cause the <laughs> the one person I was real happy about their conclusion, them getting their ending, was the butler. He, Angus. He, he was a douche. He was just a he, he was a huge douche waffle towards you from yeah. the get go. Yeah, he was like, hmm. Because like I guess you know most butlers would be like, oh, Master David, how can I help you? He was just like, boy, follow me. He just did not. Like, he was all for Lady Margaret. He was her second hand. He was like, oh, Lady Margaret, whatever, I'll get you. You know, he went like him and cousin Eddie because she wanted venison stew. Went out and like hunted a deer that morning. And kill it fresh, like you see it's it being yeah, bled dry in the basement. Yeah, the basement yeah. That's a little creepy. You're like, oh Jesus! Like when you're walking in the dark, trying to like light a candle down there, the first thing you see is a deer with a bucket of blood underneath it. Its throat. It was real dark. Okay, it was a very dark game. One, do you have a lantern? Ever carry around the whole game with a lantern? Well, there was candles and lanterns, but they, but the house had electricity. Yeah, but some of it was falling and falling in disrepair. Like they even tell you, like there's a whole wing of the house. Yeah, I think like collapsed, the yeah. east wing. It's like oh, it collapsed, and because yeah, we just don't do. You anything. see, you, you do go there, but you don't. Uh, you know, you you see why it's in disrepair, and they're not gonna fix it. It's gonna cost a pretty penny. As a whole, did you enjoy the game? Ish. Talking back about it made me think about there was the good stuff in it. When the thing when I when I was playing it, I wasn't super into it. This happens with me sometimes. I'll think back about a game or talk with you about a game, and I'm like. Maybe I did enjoy this a lot more than I thought I'd get, or or a lot more happened than I thought happened, or just was more interesting. Yeah, because I wasn't super super strange, like I was super into it when I was playing it. But now I was like, I think I enjoyed a good a good piece of this. I think it's a little more budget would always help a game out a little bit. This game was suffering from a little. Would you have preferred it more if it had been uh, written and directed by Mike Flanagan and been called The Haunting of? Black Mirror Mance or something. Oh, that'd been amazing. Can't believe Mike Flanagan starts making a video game. The game may have even been, may have even done better in first person. Maybe you ever think about that? A game that may have done better in first person. If, like I say, we had a couple of things. Like if you actually get to, if the whole mansion loaded in one yeah. loading screen, you get to walk around the mansion in first person. I feel like you would have got to like really look at the architecture and stuff like that, and look around the rooms and really investigate things. The game was very dark, but. I don't know. Because you did pick up pieces and, like, rotate them and stuff like that, like, in the third-person view. Puzzles and stuff like that. Yeah. And maybe... It was a a lot of puzzles. We had the... uh, The guys. We had the guys. We had the results. I definitely knew through the guide that there was, I guess you would call it environmental puzzle solving, where when we had a guide, we we go to a puzzle, we just do it with a guide. When you're looking at the puzzle and you're using the guide, you're like, I don't even understand what I'm doing. No. But for the puzzle, you could tell that... You would, you would have had to dug around that room or you would have had to find something and read something and put the clues together and done this whole thing, which I don't like to do. My puzzle solving stuff goes as far as maybe a Zelda game. And it's been a while since I played a Zelda game. I like pushing a rock over and it rolling and hitting something else. I don't like just fiddling with objects and rooms. Like, and that may sound like the same thing, but uh, there's like a dresser puzzle sequence where you're trying to hit all these different buttons and these things pop open. The results are cool, but I think what it would have taken without a guide to figure that out, I would have never done it. Yeah. The other thing, there was a... It's literally, I think, the last puzzle you do at the end of night one where you have to... Uh, there's like that clock dial in that cabinet in the master 
study room is what opens that panel to have the the miniature of the manse. Yeah, I remember the I remember the miniature of the mansion, but what's but it's that little clock thing? Was like what the description was: turn the top dial twenty two times. Oh, I hated, that. I hated that. Yes. And, and and the I think the guide was either we misunderstood. Well, I think I think we both screwed up there and just ended up rotating the thing until the thing worked. Yeah. Well, I had to end up <laughs> just watching a video. I'm like, where? Give me three symbols I need to line up. Yeah. Because the guide even says it's like you can figure out what to do by reading all the books in the room and essentially deciphering old Scottish runes. Because all it was was a date, and it was someone's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> but literally in Scottish runes, near had these like was it like it was like Odin's thorn meets sideways crown meets the upside down yeah. Y that intersects into a broomstick. The guy did fail there. They did fail miserably right there. It was like those three rings of three rings. Each had rings on a small ring, a medium ring, and a large ring. And it was, it said rotate each ring however many times. I don't even told you what direction to rotate it in. No, it just said rotate them. It's like rotate this ring five, seven, and literally like twenty two times. And you count it up and nothing happened. And I ended up just. I may have looked up a video or something. I think I might have looked, I think, looked up I think a picture. I screenshotted it and shoot you the picture. Like I screenshotted that uh, that burnt note. Burnt, you had to put that picture. burnt note together. Yeah, I don't know why puzzle puzzle games think you want to put literally put together a puzzle in their video games. So many of those do it too. I did not want to put together a yeah. puzzle. But I did take a picture of that and send it to you so that we, yeah, we got to those a little quicker. So my playthrough might have been a little faster than yours because I, yeah, I, 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 I told you the, the, the answers to the yeah. puzzles. I was like, these are annoying. Here are the yeah. answers. Just took a picture and We're probably playing these puzzle games wrong. We're not really playing this thing for the puzzles. We're playing for the story. That's how it goes with, the, with this kind of game where like all the point and clicks we play, we're not. I'm not a point and click fan whatsoever. I do like to hear these stories. I don't think I'm a dumb dude. I don't really. I mean, but when it comes to a puzzle, if I just spent like and listened to like 20 or 30 minutes of dialogue and stuff, I'm like that's real cool. But then again, I stuck on a puzzle for like an hour. I'm like, what were we just talking about? I don't. Yeah. And to, to solve the puzzle and then to get back to dialogue to be confused in the story, I don't want that. Just. Some games do puzzles right, and the puzzles are fun to figure out. Sometimes. Like, like Zelda. Sure, like Zelda. Good old Miyamoto. You, you, you don't play Zelda, can't matter. It's like Darksiders, which just stole from Zelda. Yeah, true. I'm trying to think of puzzles I've liked. Uh, I don't really enjoy a lot of puzzles. Yeah. That's what I mean, I play a lot of... Like, we play... It'll come up eventually on our sent-back games. Is uh, Last Guardian was nothing but puzzles, and that's not fun. It was controls that didn't work function proper uh, function. Yeah, not super into puzzle games. If I was, I'm being told the answers, <laughs> and then I can, then I can just listen to the story play out. Then I can plow through a TA guide and get it beaten under two hours and be like, hmm, great game. Yeah. <laughs> or terrible, like my long reach where it's sort of a puzzle game, I guess, but I play through it in a couple hours and I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't like this at all. As a whole, I will, I, I do recommend yeah. people play Black Mirror. Yeah. It's not terrible in any way. We mentioned like one or two, but all the voice actors are actually good. Nobody, were, nobody sounded crazy or stupid. They were all fine. Well, even the one, the cousin, who's so, he's supposed to sound kind of stupid. He was fine. Yeah. Like it's all, it was all, they did good voice actors and stuff like that. Everybody was actually trying. They sounded like they weren't faking accents and stuff like that. It was, it sounded pretty legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, another uh, one thing. Do you remember those pointless collectibles? 
Yeah, they might have had a point if they... So you, they had a collective... What, was it pictures? Yeah, it was pictures, and then when you were done, you got to put the pictures together. Yeah. The same so way we, you put that we, burnt we, note together. Yeah, we didn't do all that because there was no achievements tied to the picking up all the collectibles. So we avoided those, even though the guy would, would randomly be like, pick up this photo. We'd pick and up like, these photo pieces. Like, why? Pick- there's it's nothing no tied to this. Nothing, nothing tied to this. I just found it was weird that they, yeah, like, they yeah. went from fun puzzles. To pick. One was like the cover art of the game. One was like... You actually, you actually looked at them? I, put, I didn't look at them. Yeah, I, I put one of them together. I had enough pieces for just out of blank <laughs> curiosity. I was like, do these do anything? Do I get like a cool cutscene or something? But it was literally the cover art of the game where he's holding the lantern up and he's like leaning down and putting his hand towards it's the probably black. probably all concept art. Yeah, and I think that's all it was. I was like, I don't want to look at this. Uh, and I, I washed my hands of it. I don't know. We, we did both beat it. Both seemed to somewhat enjoy it. I very it much is, It is very slow. We have yeah. warned you about the loading screens. It's mostly walking around the mansion and talking to people. You spend lots of time talking, just talking to these people. Don't Do you make dialogue choices? I don't remember. You do. You can or choose to be a D-bag or quiet or nice, but I don't think it has any... No real impact on what's going on. it has an outcome. Yeah, you're just talking to people when you do meet. Like, it says, like, I think one of them's like, so-and-so will remember that. Like, Lady Margaret, mm. like, you're rude to her. No, it doesn't do that. I swear it did. No, that's, you, that's your telltale bleeding over. It doesn't do anything like that. Oh, no, no, no. That is, I was thinking, that's something else entirely. That was me playing Battle Chasers last night. Oh. <laughs> was I tore someone's sign down. It's like, the shopkeeper will remember that, but that doesn't do with this. There wasn't a lot of music. Was I'm it? sure it was throughout. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll check out the soundtrack here in a little while. I, I, bet, I bet there was moody music throughout. I don't remember. Nothing nothing jumped out at me, to be honest, while I was playing. Is that it? I think so. Yeah, I don't really have a whole lot. Because I'm trying. Because like, I did. It's, it's a very story-driven game. Like, if we just tell you every, every little bit that happens, kind of like how I spoiled all of Soma and how I spoiled all of something else I spoiled. Lots of Mafia. Lots uh, of... I mean, that game's been a while. <laughs> Yeah, these games are all pretty pretty old. I think this game's pretty old. This game's like last year, maybe. I think Black Mirror came out last year. I'm sure nobody played it. Before we end, just things to look out for. I encountered two real bad glitches. Well, one real bad, one was just a visual I think glitch. I had one where a loading screen never went all the way through. What do you mean? Like a loading screen, like an infinite loading screen. Oh, that sucks. And I had to quit out and go back in. Mine, two of them happened. One was at the very beginning of the game, when you're running around as John, and you make it through this, like this, like stone archway. You make it through the stone archway, and you get to a point, and it's supposed to trigger a cutscene where he like stumbles and falls, and he's holding on to like a little doll that uh, the David made when he was younger, and there's a whole cutscene. And I, I started, I did, I, I did, I did the opening three times, and got to the exact same point, and I would just hit. An invisible wall, and I, I could, I, he, he would run diagonally along it, back and forth, and would not go past it because it was supposed to trigger cutscene. the cutscene. And I had to literally uninstall the game and reinstall it, and it worked fine. I think you told me that before. It made me nervous about playing it. And I don't know why it did that, but I didn't have any other messes but that one at the very start of the game, and I don't know why. Yeah, I, th- I think it was one infinite loading screen. That's all I had was one infinite, lo- infinite loading screen. I did have another one that I didn't realize was a glitch until like the last chapter of the game. Because David had a real poxy, like pockmark face. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's probably just a sign of the times. Just kind of pockmarky, no big deal. But then in the last chapter, he had a beard and mustache. And I was like, 
Where'd he get facial hair from? <laughs> and I think he was pockmarked because it wasn't loading his beard most of the game. And I was real confused that, that he was... Real, then in the in the final chapter, or the final episode, whatever you want to call it, he had the, a beard. Beard, mustache, goat. You know, he had the full... It wasn't like huge, but he had the more than five o'clock shadow. And I was like, where'd the pockmarks go? And I think it was because it just... It was didn't it load in his face right. It didn't load it right. <laughs> but I didn't know it was a glitch until the end of the game when it, the mustache came out of nowhere, the beard came out of nowhere. But I only I, th- I just made like a f- simple funny moment for me. I guess uh, lasting remarks. Play the game. It is good. Maybe because we rushed through it, we didn't get the full experience. Yeah, there's a it's in a chapter right. I feel like somewhere between chapter three and four, they start making some logic leaps. And uh, I got I got a little lost around there. I feel like maybe or something I didn't read. There, or maybe some cut scenes. Yeah, real big reveal that kind of seems like it came out of left field. And I feel like maybe we didn't walk around the house because I'm not walking laps around that apartment looking a uh, mansion, looking for stuff to read. There might have been stuff we missed or cut scenes we didn't trigger just because we were following a guide. Was the guide warned you that he, you're going to miss a chunk of dialogue? He even warned you up front. Yeah. He's like, you should optimal path. Yeah, he's like, you shouldn't be lost. But you, I think he skip. He only, he only takes like he's like you want to skip like forty percent of the dialogue. How much? Like forty. That's a large chunk of the game. But I think that involves not wasting time with certain people who aren't really that important at the end. Hmm. Who they, they think they're they're important, but by the end of the story, yeah, they're not. And I guess he tried to do that. Which, I mean, because even, like, I wasn't lost at all until literally that last part when they were, like, they just kindly, casually dropped something into a conversation between some characters. And I was like, when was that discovered? Yeah. I've like, I, I, been thinking that that was the truth, and then they just kind of dropped it casually. Like, there was no big reveal, and I think you may have missed, or I think that that moment was the big reveal, but there was no talk about it. Yeah. I think you may have missed, like, an important cutscene, but... Other than that one time, I was not lost in the entire game doing this optimal path, and I think I may even I think I enjoyed it that way. Yeah, you want the game to overstay its welcome? No, not at all. Anything else? I don't think so. I highly recommend people play this in air, and maybe give the long reach a shot. Drew may. We'll get back to that one after Blake plays it. Maybe Blake can give you a reason to play it. I'm hoping I can. Maybe it sounds good. It wasn't a game fly. It was something that uh. On sale for like three dollars. Yeah, on sale for like three bucks. That and Air were super cheap. Black Mirror was a disc from Gamefly, so mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm kind of done. All right, but the last thing I'm gonna do, per usual, when it's my turn, I'm gonna talk about a band for just a minute and then play a song on the end. This will be my first shot and see if I can try to get sued. Maybe who knows? I don't know maybe. what they do. What they do if they hear you playing their song without their permission. Because this band is actually still around and active and put out a new album. They're still a small-time band, but uh, we'll We're see what happens. We're trying to make money off them. We're trying to promote them. So yeah, who knows? Who cares? I don't know that Worst thing awesome. they can do is be like, hey, don't. Don't do that, and then give us some money, I guess. I don't know what they we'll do. start playing a clip then. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to talk about Flaw for a minute. Uh, some people might know Flaw from way back in the day. They were bigger when I was in high school, and then they vanished for a very long time. They put out... When was high school for you? 40 years ago. <laughs> I don't know. So they put out two albums almost back to back in 2001 and 2004. And then they had vanished for a long, long, long time. Because the if you look into Fall at all or know anything about them, 
if you look into him at all, like most people don't, I guess, read in the bands, but uh, the singer Chris Voles is a very famous drunk. Has a lot of problems and stuff like that, mostly with drinking. I don't think he's much into drugs. I think it's mostly alcohol. I think it's all alcohol. Well, mostly alcohol and stuff like that, which apparently I was reading. I didn't tell you this. I was reading between the, they put out two new albums in between the two new albums. He's still doing it. Oh, I really? thought he had gotten better, but yeah. So they did the Through the Eyes, the 2001 album, and Endangered Species, the 2004. That's about where they got to the height of their fame. There's a song called Recognize which played on the radio quite a bit back then. It's a little on the softer side for them. This is more of a, usually a heavier band, especially based on the song I'm going to play at the end here. After that album, they really split up. Like, Chris was doing crazy things on stage and walking off and doing all kinds of insanity, which resulted in the dissolving of the band way back then. He did go on to do two other things, which are actually really good. He went on to throw together another band, I think in 2005 or so, called Five Bolt Main. They only put out one album and they dissolved two for exactly the same reasons Flaw did. Like Chris is apparently nearly impossible to work with. And then he went on to do a solo record which is actually not bad. I do like a lot of singers out there. So I think a singer obviously makes or breaks a band. I listen to bands that have that have really crazy awesome music and the singer be so awful that I can't, I can't even deal with the music. All his stuff seems to be really good and pretty, I don't say the same across the board, but between Flaw, Firebolt, Main, and his solo stuff, it all sounds good enough that he's the only person that I have on my Spotify that is him, like just him. Like most bands, I'll do a playlist for each band. For him, I have my Spotify list is Chris Voles, and in parentheses, I have all, like it's, you know, it's Flaw, Firebolt, Main, and solo. So I've actually encompassed everything he does all into one playlist and he's literally the only singer I've done that for I haven't even done that for for Maynard for Tool one because you can't play Tool songs on, on Spotify yet if you listen to this recently they announced today was today July 30th that uh, this Friday Tool is going to be putting all, all their music out on digital platforms and they also announced a new Tool album it's crazy but even with Maynard who has Tool, Perfect Circle, and Puzifer, that stuff varies so differently. Even when Tool comes to Spotify, it won't make a Maynard playlist. That's what, to me, that's what makes Chris, I don't know if special is the right word, but such a good, special kind of music writer and singer to be that. Because he does have, a, a, I think, an amazing singing voice. We did see them live. album before this one. Yeah, yeah like before, the, before the new album. So they put out an album. Did you see them in The Warehouse. Oh, oh yeah, Warehouse. Um, so we did see them right before they put out. So they they were gone for 2004. They were nothing. Nothing was happening. You can scroll through all their stuff on the Wikipedia or the website. There's all kinds of craziness and stuff. But they did get back together. I think it was this album when he got together most of, if not all, of the original members of Flaw to make out this uh, album in 2016. So it was 12 years where they did nothing. And I love stuff like this because this gives me hope that great bands won't that disappear won't stay gone forever because there's literally I mean I, I knew Flaw from the beginning so there's a 12 year gap in my life where you, you've obviously done you know year three four five into that and knowing about Chris Voles you're like okay well, that's fine there's there's just never going to be new Flaw music that's fine I, you know I got two Flaw albums 
I got five bolt main, and eventually I, I did a solo album, but that's enough music from one guy, you're, you're kind of okay with it. And then out of the blue, out of nowhere, 12 years later, there's new flaw music, and it's like, it's mind-boggling, and it's really good. Like, like it's, I don't know what the words are, I guess it's special, it's crazy, it's... Because I have a lot of bands that I know that aren't around anymore, like, m notably my first band, like, this Fair to Midland's gone, they've been gone for a while, they haven't been gone 12 years, I don't think, <laughs> but... They've been gone for a while, but I, I did get a chance to see them a few times, you know, from the old podcast. But uh, there's always a little bit of twinkling of hope in there somewhere that Fair to Midland could come back. You know, you, you never know. Like, nothing's ever gone forever. Didn't their bassist uh, step into, like, 10 years for a while? For a little while, yeah. I like, did see their bass. The Fair to Midland's bassist played for the band 10 years for a while. He's since moved on. You know, I don't see him with that band anymore either. But it's, I don't know, it's not like none of these guys, the music that Fair to Middle was producing, it's not like they just stopped making music. Like, it's crazy to think that much talent would just stop. Anyway, getting off topic. But stuff like this, like Flaw's current trajectory and stuff like that, gives me hope that other bands, this could happen with other bands too. Stuff can, something can always come back. Because the, in 2016, when they put out the Divided We Fall album, and the earlier, I think, right before the album came out, we got to, we got to see them live. It was so cool. It was like, it was, it's all this stuff, I don't know, all the emotions of dealing with it all and stuff like that, listening to his music for so long and then getting to see them live. Though, only slightly disappointing. His vocals are not as clear live. I think he struggles hitting some of his higher notes. And he's, God knows how old he is now. Alcohol abuse. Yeah, alcohol abuse in your lung. But he's, he, does, he didn't sound bad. super, he didn't sound bad, but he does not sound like, you know, you go see other bands live and you're like, oh my God, they sound amazing live. Like, he was not... Could have been a bad night, too. He was not at the top of his game. But just the fact that getting to see a band that you thought was gone forever, getting to see them live was all I needed. Got to meet him meet me that night and talk to him for a minute. So he was super night. cool. He was super nice. Wasn't drunk, even though the venue was in a bar. I thought at the time where I had read somewhere that by this album he had tried to clean up. But I now had read a few days ago, in between this that album and the one I'm going to play a song from today, the, the 2019 album, that just came out that he has been back in it again so some of the yeah, members relapsed, relapsed he, a bit and maybe caused some more trouble but still like I know people like want to hate people for stuff like this but the music the music he made he's just a singer songwriter he doesn't, he doesn't play any instruments but his singing his lyrics and stuff like that it's all so good that I don't even try to think about how maybe crappy he is in real life or how he treats his bandmates and stuff like that I don't know all that he was nice to me when I met him you know, maybe it was a good night. Maybe he hasn't started drinking yet. Who knows? Although he was nice to me, I've always loved his music. He's got some real clever lyrics sometimes. And he's not... There's a lot of anger in there. There's a lot of sadness. I think his uh, stepmom... He had a... He had a, a, a it was a stepmom. It was a stepmom. She actually has songs about her. She killed herself. So he's got songs about her that are real sad and crazy and stuff like that. So Flaw is not a band you go to for happy times. Even the name of the band should tell you that much. I think he has a between Divided We Fall and I think the new album that's called Volume Four because of the Brave. There are some more uplifting songs in these, but it's it's mostly I feel like it's mostly sadness and anger. He's very about. He has one song in United We Fall mm -hmm. uh, about uh, he's real into helping military people. There's a whole song dedicated to like the suicide rate for military people when they get back. He's real about helping people. He just yeah. can't seem to help himself, which is really sad. That's. Yeah, I feel like that'd be almost not cliche, but normal people that for you. They, they can't get their self together enough that they don't have no problem helping other people. Maybe, mm -hmm. 
you know, thank you to help him. I mean, he, he got it together enough to put out another album, so maybe, God, who knows what he's doing. Who knows, maybe this will be the last Fallout Flaw album. I don't know, but I can go on and on about this. This is a very special band to me because of because of this the, the career they've had and stuff like that, and because I've seen so many bands that just can't keep it together and just disappear, and they're they're just they're just you're, that's it, they're just gone, you know. And it's super depressing all the time, especially with the talented musicians out there. But seeing them come back has been one of the highlights of my life in the past couple of years, I guess. And to top it all off, for the the stuff to actually be good, because you know, a band can disappear for a long time, and you in your nostalgia can make you think they're great, and then they they could come back, and you're like, oh, maybe I should just stick with the old stuff and not <laughs> not move forward. Like yeah. say, worrying worrying about what Tool sounds like now. Who knows? Anyway, I think I've gabbed on and on enough about them. This is definitely a band worth looking into, even for the history-wise. You can see all the stuff that... Uh, the really long list of past members across this band, the many, many people I'm sure Chris has ran off single-handedly mm. with his antics and other embarrassing things he's been doing. I don't know. I think they're great. I hope you like them. I'm going to play... I think it's the opening song from the their new album. I'm going to play the song called Persistence. With that, I guess we're going to let you go. I want to wish everybody a uh, good day and good evening. I'm